The following program contains nothing of any significance whatsoever. If you continue listening to this episode, the creators of this podcast are not responsible for what it might do to you, your health, or the health of others around you. Please only listen to this podcast while in your headphones because public broadcast of this podcast is completely prohibited by the NFL. America. America. Broadcasting with no real intentions from Fort Worth, Texas, it's RoboTuner's Significant Podcast. Occurrence 42, Sunday, October 25th, 2015, in the year of the Devil's Goat. Greetings, RoboTuner coming at you from Castle Fujiwa, back again with that low-budget podcasting style for your listening, enjoyment, amusement, disgust, or all of the above. Take your pick. That's right. I've been known to cause some screams. That's right. Our new audience is thanking us, is praising us. We have a new audience? <laughs> yes. Joining me once again is my existing romantic life partner, Shelly Sushi. Yo, 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 what's up? And to my right, the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man's Worst Nightmare, Special K, Kenneth. I eat that sucker. I eat him. I eat him. I eat, eat him. I, yeah, I'm his worst nightmare. Do you mm. not see the irony in that, though? I guess not. Guess not. I'm surprised you haven't, Shelly. The Ghostbusters is your favorite movie because the Save Puff Marshmallow Man is created solely by a thought of one of the four Ghostbusters. Right. And considering that he is the w- the Save Puff Marshmallow Man's worst nightmare. So you're a Ghostbuster? This sounds like two levels deep into an I don't even know. I'm confused. <laughs> All right. Well, this, you can. The Save Puff. This is uh, Marshmallow Man Inception right here. Oh. Well, you can stay confused then. <laughs> A dream caused by another, a nightmare caused by another dream, or something that came from a dream. That's all I'm saying. Does somebody have Channel Four turned down? Channel Four? Uh, no, it's up. Why are you playing anything? Yeah, he's, this is our Halloween special. It is. Even though there it is. There's something. I heard it. Woo! What if you get a bit of? Don't even understand. What? There Wait, goes. There, there goes something. Yep. <laughs> I heard it was a... <laughs> Whoa. Could that be any louder? Wow. Didn't we fix all this before we get started? We did. I thought we did. Now I'm hearing oh. farting like it's like super high gain. This is... Redu- <laughs> all right, there we redonkulous. go. All right, that works. All right. Even though we're not talking about stuff that's scary, but that's okay. We will be. Yeah, we will be. That's yet to come. So, we've had quite the eventful week. <laughs> Makes me all, almost want to talk like Vincent Price. We have had quite the eventful week. That's not even close. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I was trying to pull off a faux British accent. He wasn't even British, was he? I don't know shit about him. Mom met him once, didn't Yes, he? she did. Yeah, she painted was, his house. No, 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 no. It was at a cabinet show. 
cabinet show? Yeah, they were at a cabinet show, and Vincent Price was, I guess, paid to paid to be there, and so they took pictures with him and everything. That's really cool. I never knew that story about your mom. So, anyway, speaking of speaking of houses and painting stuff, well, it's not really related to it, but last weekend, I think I mentioned that your boy, Kenneth, your oldest boy, Justin, was over here and helped us with quite a few housing things, including what is going to be our future studio. Dungeon. Or, yeah, Castle future Fujiwa. studio dungeon. Yeah, the dungeon at Castle Fujiwa, which we will be broadcasting from once completioned. So, completioned? Yeah, completioned. Ominous music goes with this. Because <laughs> it's bad grammar. <laughs> it's Medea-style grammar. Okay. Anyway, he and I fixed one side of the roof, and after we were finished, well, we didn't fix it. We, were, we replaced part of it. Oh, that's right, because I didn't have anything to do with that at all. I said we. That includes you, you too. he and I. I did not say he and I. I said we. Rewind it. You said he and I. Folks out there, I just want to let you know, uh, I was involved. I used the saw. Yes, you did. I helped with the measurements. It was not just Mr. Matt over there and Mr. Justin. Robotuner. Whatever. (laughs) Mr. Robotuner. I helped. Sushi. Yes, you did help. I'm not discrediting you. Whatever. All right, so we put... We took out the part of the roof that was leaking, which was really just this really brittle see-through plastic that had deteriorated over time. And we put the boards up there, which is what they originally intended for. But that's all we did. And I put and we put insulation in between the cracks. Right. And what? Nothing. Oh, okay. Anyway, but yeah, I, we put insulation in between the cracks. And this week we got a lot of rain, and I was hoping that the insulation would have du- would have worked to keep any moisture out and to prevent any leaks. Well, unfortunately, I was wrong because it's leaking in four different places. So we got that to contend with before we put up the the underlay and the shingles on that side of the roof. But fortunately, the other side where the plats the other side of the roof there's no leakage right now. And at least it'll be a lot easier to do once we're ready to tackle it. Yeah, because everybody wants to know about our roof. Well, what oh. I was going at is that the the rains, the heavy rains that we have been getting are a precursor to the largest hurricane in recorded history that is about to hit Mexico. I'm just hoping that they wipe out the part of the population that is the drug cartels so and those involved. what happens after the cursor? When you say pre, so there's... The precursor, mm-hmm. the cursor. What's after Which that? Which is post, post, post cursor. cursor. Mm-hmm. Post cursor. Okay. Just making sure. Calm after the storm. What? Well, when's that gonna happen? I don't know. I'm not mother na- motherfucking nature. <laughs> You're not what? I'm not motherfucking nature. <laughs> I'm not motherfucking mother nature. <laughs> <laughs> I liked my. I like my sing better. I do. Motherfucking nature. I, oh, I like you too. I like it all. Whatever. Yeah. Stop it, drunky. I'm not drunky. I've had one craft beer from Houston, Carbock. Did you say craft or uh, crap? Craft. Okay. Heather okay. brought these over last week when she was here. She got them from Mischievia. Thank you, Heather. Yes, thank you. It was good. So, had to contend with that. And yesterday was my grandmother's husband's 90th birthday. He 
and my grandmother were the ones that we purchased this exquisite property from approximately a year and a half ago. I didn't even know he was turning 90. I thought he was turning 88 this year, or 89. So anyway, I went there and I made an appearance. Well, myself and my daughter. And, and then after that, did you make a disappearance? About 45 minutes later, yeah. Okay. I stayed long enough to be just to be polite. The first thing my grandmother says to me, and the only thing she said to me was, Have you put on some weight? And I said, actually, no, I haven't. I've maintained. Just like that. She said, okay, well, don't put on any more weight. This sounds and like I'm a horror story. Is there, about, is there about to be a guy coming out of the closet with a cleaver? <laughs> my grandmother said, you put on some weight. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Unfortunately not. <laughs> That's my grandmother for you. Always the first to criticize anything about you. I'm just talking about this ominous music in the background. You're telling a story, and I'm like, feel like I'm sitting around a campfire waiting for the. Oh, that'll come later. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the only thing holding him up was Patrick Duffy. Patrick Duffy? Damn it, Carmen, that's not even scary. What do you mean? You ever seen Step by Step? Why? That was from the very first season of South Park. No way. You're yeah. kidding me. No, I'm not kidding. Couldn't tell it was from There's South Park. There's a bunch at of all. people out there that wouldn't know that that was from the first season. That was okay. a good Kenny. That was not That was Kenny. Cartman. That was Cartman. No, God. You bastard. You killed Kenny. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I had to live through that childhood. <laughs> Why do you suddenly turn your head? To the right, <laughs> looking that at that ominous person that is not worth mentioning. <laughs> no, my, right. my name growing up was Kenny. Yeah. And after, oh, South I see Park what you mean. I don't ever remember saying "bastard." But you killed Kenny. You were out of high school by the time that show came no, out. No, I though. was in high school when that. Thing no, it came out in '97. You graduated in '95. That was Beavis and Butthead, Kenneth. Yeah, I was in the era of Beavis and Butthead, yeah. but I could have sworn I got no. teased about the whole Kenny thing. But Probably from me. Probably from you. Probably. <laughs> Kenny. Having a sister like Sushi, I just it all blurs into one big beating. <laughs> Whatever. Am I beating you anymore? Every day. Whatever. Uh, siblings, please. That's why I have to post pictures of you looking like a wicked witch. You know what? Shut your face up. <laughs> I forgot about those. You be quiet. Did you oh. see the latest one I posted this week? No, I don't no, want to see it either. <laughs> anyway, I had a gig at Andy's last night in Denton. I almost wish I didn't, though. I mean, I don't... I enjoy every time that we play, but this one just was not one of our best. Okay, well, first of all... First of all... Josh was out of town, and so he was very tired. But yeah. second of all... Jet-lagged. The good thing about it was, is not only did you have a fan, two fans, two fans, lesbians. No, too. no, you are. You had another fan. She's been to every single one of your shows every time you go to Andy's. Oh yeah, that's right. And she bought a CD. And then two ladies were on the street, heard the music coming from Andy's, and came inside so they could watch your band. <laughs> came inside. <laughs> oh, you're so thirteen. <laughs> yeah, I remember. That's the one I saw. <laughs> so it was a plus, even if yeah, it was those were two lesbians. three fans. Mm -hmm. 
that's three that you didn't have before. That is, yeah, and that that was the only that well, not the only, but that was the silver lining of the evening, because I was just in a foul mood on the way there because of how long it took us just to get out of town you to get on the to highway. You didn't tell me that twice. I was there. Yeah, I know you were there and telling everybody is. Yeah, well, they didn't. They weren't physically there yeah. to witness the. The terribleness ra- of everything. The rage. The RoboTuner. There was some rage. The Robo Rage. Yeah, that Robo Rage. I had to put my earphones in and just tune them out for a little while. Yeah, that was probably a good idea, too. Yeah. I was silent the rest of the time until we got there. Had some kick ass pizza afterwards at JJ's Pizza on the Square in Denton. Mm hmm. The best Chicago pizza in Texas that it, I've had. It was least. pretty good. I don't think I've ever had a pizza that good. And then they have that special pepper sauce yeah it's kind of like sweet and picklish almost oh man it is so good it's like nothing i've ever had before on a pizza yeah it's very good very very good so after our gig we headed over to where did we go matt the temple of i <gasps> and what? castle schneider which is actually where the temple of i presides castle schneider a- does yes. he call it that no but i'm just calling it that or okay or Schneider Schloss. Schloss is Deutsch for castle. Anyway, <sighs> but there was a, there. W- it was not just a casual visit. It was a momentous occasion. That is correct. It was Matt Stubbs's 40th birthday party from the Jerry Jonestown Massacre. From where? The Jerry Jonestown Massacre. I'm allotted. <sighs> Unfortunately, though, by the time we got there, it was after midnight. There, <sighs> were, there, there were quite a few. There were probably about 10 people still there. There still, but it was winding down by the time we got there because it started, I think, at like 7. Happy birthday, Matt Stubbs. Yes, happy 40th, dude. Hope your life goes uphill from here. (laughs) And I just want to put a shout out to Seth. Yo, Seth. Yes. That's it. (laughs) Neat. Yeah, actually, Seth Seth did come up and give you a hug and said, you're not just a cum dumpster after all. I know, right? That (laughs) That was like... Wow, that yeah. was a wow moment. Also in attendance, which we had unfortunately missed, was Jeff the Lord and his wife Diana. And uh, your super fan Susie was also there. But they were already gone by the time we got there. Came and left. Yeah, I'm really sad about that I missed them. On the same subject, though, I also wanted to send an apology to Zach um, last night. We For did play his voice message on Court Occurrence 40, mm-hmm. which that was the that week... It was kind of an awful one for me, and I didn't have his voicemail ready to play on the live feed. So I just put it in post, and I even announced it as such. <laughs> and he said, man, I just felt so bad the, bad for you that day. It's like, I appreciate you playing my message, but you sounded so defeated after you did. So <laughs> we love you, Zach, and we love the podcast that you're on with Jeff Lord and we thank you for your support as always. Yes, and Zach was hilarious. He was He is. That's the first time I've seen him drunk, period. <laughs> he was happy and He was. His girlfriend is so sweet. Rebecca. I, just, I love Rebecca. Yep. I they happy are. I love how I, I always get fucking corrected. I wasn't corrected. I was Can I just talk sometimes? Yes, like you can. maybe I was working up to saying Rebecca. Am I supposed to do? <coughs> well, you don't even give me the chance. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. You may speak. I'm done. I already, you already corrected me. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> I don't know if you had any more thing else more to say. No, that was it. 
about our appearance there at Dustin's. <laughs> Kenneth is just over here shaking his head. <laughs> Shit. We so, need to get Kenneth involved in all our little outings because everybody wants to know what he looks like. He's a mystery. Yeah. We no, nobody wants to. Hey. Because it's kind of hard to explain your physical appearance and not be tacky about it. What? <laughs> what a jerk! What a jerk thing to say. Well, he's not far <laughs> off. Whatever, Matt. I'm only saying that because people asked us about his appearance in a tacky way. I'm not going to say names though. <laughs> oh my gosh! You know what? You need to go to the corner. <laughs> Why do I need to go to the corner? You want to come over here and roll a pro? You just need a fucking timeout. You okay? can't put the chains on Robo Tuner. You need a timeout. You need a fucking timeout. You need this. I got. I need to get off. <laughs> He cuts your ass off. <laughs> you go get in the corner. Turn my mic. All right, your penalty's up. over. Next penalty, what? you get ejected. When do you get a penalty, mouth? I can't be. I'm running the show. I've got the board, baby. <laughs> so let's recap. RoboTuner basically just called me fugly, but that's okay. I'll persevere. I I'll be okay. You're not fugly. I'm fugly. No, you're, no, not. you're not. Yes, I am. You really aren't. I, I am. No, you're not. You're not. Fugly. I'm okay with it. Whatever, you're not. Hey, fugly people of the world unite, okay? I don't agree with this conversation. I don't agree with it we'll either. But we'll leave it for a later <laughs> time. Jeez. So, aside from, before we get to your jokes for the weekend, your story, Sushi, Sushi Shelly, there's just one other thing I wanted to touch on, which is video game news. You're always touching something. <laughs> I'm not touching that. You always touch it. <laughs> or you want me to touch it or you let the dog sniff it. <laughs> I can't control the dog from sniffing it. Yeah, you can. You can be like, dog, stop sniffing it. But no, you just let him sniff it all over. <laughs> not my crotch. <laughs> yes, you do. Oh, my mm -mm. God. You're terrible. <laughs> Whenever I go and check on my sister's dogs, if they're out of town, these, you know, they jump in my lap and stuff, but... He usually smells my legs and my hands because. Oh, I how does it feel to be on 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 spot, huh? Are you on, on the spot. spot right now? No, I'm just explaining something. No, you're explaining a lie. No, I'm not explaining a lie. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> anyway, video game in video game news this this week, something, a game that I wasn't really aware of a release until a couple weeks ago came out on Tuesday, I think. Minecraft Story Mode. Kenneth, have you heard about this game? Uh, no, I yeah, have not. it's it's by Telltale Games, the same people that did uh, Wolf Among Us, The Walking Dead, uh, Episode One and Two, Sam and Max, uh, Tales from Borderlands, and several others. Oh, and they also did a Game of Thrones one. Anyway, um, it was pretty damn cool. Very Disney esque in their storyline, and you get to pick whether you are a male or female character. And it has some pretty cool voice actors in it too. Uh, one of them is Pee-wee, Paul Rubens. He plays the villain. <laughs> and it's funny because this is the only role that I've really heard his voice in where I seriously did not recognize it. <laughs> anyway, but uh, the first episode came out, and it's pretty pretty entertaining. It's typical Telltale game. You the, the game basically plays itself just like a movie, and the responses that you give basically wait on how the characters react as you get further into the episode. And of course you got the little quick time events with 
And there is some combat where you actually get to swing your swords and other weapons and such, but not much. It's a pretty easy game. And it's kind of short. You breeze through in about an hour, but I think it was well worth the price. It's only five bucks for the episode one, or you can purchase the season pass, which is going to be all five episodes as they release for 25 bucks. Actually, no, no. Or was it? 20? Yeah, 25 bucks. Anyway, for for the price though, I would definitely get it. Albeit it's a short it's a short game. I breezed through, or actually Ainsley, my daughter, and I breezed through it in about an hour. And yeah, I would actually play through it again a couple times just to see what kind of outcomes I would get. Yay! Yay! You're so enthusiastic. I'm just tired. Yeah, uh, of course you are. So Kenneth. Jokes, man, you got any scary ones since this is our um, somewhat hold on, Halloween? Hold on, What do you mean, of course I am? Of course you are what? Tired. Well, because you got up earlier than I, and you have a story to tell. That better be why. Because, uh, yeah, a story to tell of why you're as exhausted as you are. Okay. So, Special K. Uh, jokes. You know, when Uh-oh. it comes to... Speaking of scary, there goes our dog going apeshit. Um, okay. Slim Pickens on the Halloween jokes. They're all just as bad as last week. Slim Pickens tells Halloween jokes? Uh, no. But uh, if I have crickets, I would surely play it for that. Um, <laughs> the music is way more important. The music is way more important. This week. Especially this week. Kind of like that so, too. Um, this says dirty Halloween jokes for uh, for adults, but they're not dirty. They're quite dumb. Okay. Joke number one. Joke number one. Five. We're counting down as all the worst. They get worse. Well, you're not going to get like the thing. You're just going to get laughs. That's okay. There's, y'all wouldn't even laugh at them, to be honest with you. Why did the ghost cross the road? Why? To get to the other side. <laughs> Y'all wanted scary funny. That's a cool evil laugh. Like broomstick that. broke. What did the scary witch do when her broomstick broke? She walked. She had to witch hike. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. What's the true ratio of pumpkin circumference to its diameter? What is it? Pumpkin pie. Oh. <laughs> that was pretty good. How do you rid a horror able ghost? Horror able? Horror able. Oh, horror able, okay. Ghost from your home. I don't know. Ask him to split the bills. If Shelly were a ghost, that's how you'd get rid of her. What? What the hell is wrong with y'all? <laughs> hey. What is Count Dracula's blood type? <laughs> what? What? The same as his lunch, bright red. I'd, what? <laughs> Jeez. That's it. That's five. <laughs> Still having up that with was the five? <laughs> Hold on. Let me tell one more. I got one more. Okay. <laughs> Go for it. 
What is a vampire's pet peeve? What is it? A tourniquet. Oh. <laughs> because it can't draw any blood. Okay, I'm done. Stops bleeding. I get <laughs> it. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> got anything else, man? Any cool stories for events that happened in your life? Any fires uh, that you put out at your job? No. Where they lifted no. you up and re- reclaimed you as the corporate savior? No, they're selling my company, though. Again? Uh, no, they're still in the process. Oh, geez. Apparently, apparently they haven't pretty the pig. We got uh, Wabash was looking at us. I don't know if you've ever heard of Wabash. I have. I'm thinking about that stupid surfer dude. That's one of the things he said on the interview that went viral. Dude, yeah, you go and, and go, Wabash! And then, blah! Uh. <laughs> then you get pitted, so pitted. Well, there's another company coming out this week called Platinum. Ah. Platinum. And they're touring the facility, and I've got to put on airs. And, and picking up slack. Pretend like the job is the best thing since last bread. You have to put on airs? Put on airs. Okay. This is the 1950s, apparently. <laughs> Crazy. But uh, other than that, it's just been uh, us kind of working on Castle Special K. Or whatever I want to call Castle it. Castle Special K. <laughs> oh, so you've been like getting your house ready for Christmas? Uh, ready for life, really. It's uh, it spring cleaning in the fall. Oh, yeah, that kind of stuff. But we've been we've been working hard, and we actually are almost caught up with all of our our chores. Oh, that's good. Yeah, cool. Thanks in large part to my oldest son, who has done an excellent job of keeping the place clean. While he's unemployed. Oh, that's good. Well, I'm glad that's come to fruition. Yes, yeah. very much so. It's always refreshing to look look around and see even just one room that's un considered uncluttered. Yeah, yeah. I feel that way about our kitchen. Well, it, it, some, at one point, I was coming home and every day was smelling like a different teenager. That wasn't a hint, Shelly. <laughs> I was fixing to say, our kitchen is very cluttered. Um. It was getting to the point where the I hell was. What was that? Uh, That's <laughs> my phone that likes to fall on the freaking floor for no reason. <laughs> maybe hey. maybe a ghost dropped it. No, I'm serious. I'll put it on the end table of the bed, and the stupid phone just falls straight up on the floor. <laughs> I don't well, understand it. It, it. Castle Special K or whatever I want to call it. Uh, every time I come home, it, it smells like a different kid's foot. I don't yeah. have a castle. And you're not making special K in your garage. That's not why you call it that. No. it's That's your moniker. I don't even have a castle. So now uh, now we got the house clean. We put some Scentsy burners in. It smells like a different type of food or flower every Ooh, day. Ooh, Scentsy. That's good. Do you have any pumpkin scents in your Scentsies? I would love pumpkin scents. Other than we got something called Sweet Pea. Oh, I love Sweet, sweet Pea. Sweet Pea? Yeah. That's hard to imagine. It smells like a flower. It's it's okay. It smells better than feet. It's my favorite. Now it just smells like flowers with a hint of feet. What's going yes. on over there? <laughs> that was me, except this time I didn't hold the microphone up to my ass like you did before we started recording. I wouldn't what either. Ever. You got one of those microphone <laughs> foamy covers. You fart in that thing. It's going to smell like that for a month. Oh, I know. First of all, the windscreen. you have been telling on me, telling on me, and telling on me. <laughs> Why would he not tell that story? You literally stuck that thing up your butt and farted. Yeah, that was hilarious. And now you got your mouth on it. It smells good. It was disinfected uh, afterwards. So all I had for lunch was sandwiches. 
It smells fine. It smells it like broccoli smells, and a little smells, bit of potato chips. It smells chips. like ham sandwiches right now. It's not Whatever. bad. <laughs> I didn't stick it with, with entirely cubes of cheese. up Wouldn't in my bottom because then it would have poop on it, and I did not do that. Well, you, you farted on it, so it does have poop on it. No, it just has air. Gas. Poop air. Just gas. Poop air. Methane. Air with poop particles. No, it did not have that in there. <laughs> I don't have any poop in there right now. This this seems like a p- good time to say pooping for pop cans. I don't know why. <laughs> 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 That's going to be our slogan for the rest of the year. <laughs> <laughs> so. So, are you finished, Kenneth? That's it. That's all I have. Okay. So, on to you, my <laughs> my, <laughs> my love. So we go to his parents' house. Oh, okay, yeah. Go yesterday. ahead and tell this. I thought you were going to tell your main story. I will. I'll tell that. Okay. We go to his parents' house yesterday, right? We're sitting there. <laughs> and he tells his mommy that I call him. I don't call her mommy. <laughs> I say mama. He, calls his, he tells his mommy that um, I call him Mary Tyler Moore when his hair gets too long. And, and it flip, flips just on certain layers. All of them. Up. All of them. Not and all of them. Whatever. Bullshit. So anyway. He does it his way. He told. Okay? I know. So he told his mom that. And I was like, oh, man, he's telling on me. And um, so later on, I'm like, you know, I just want to let you know, he makes fun of me, too. And his mom looked at me like I was crazy because this was out of the blue. But I was thinking, oh, man, he just told on me. So then somehow the. um the talk of tattoos came up and his mom told him that he needed to get one and I said well I've been trying to convince him to get one of my face with my tongue sticking out and they were like oh okay you know it was kind of funny and then uh, Matt's like I'm not getting that I'm not getting a tattoo and his mom's like why and he goes because she wants me to put it on my butt (laughs) and so his parents just bust out laughing and then they're like whoa it was a little TMI <laughs> just a little bit a little bit of TMI well you, you just said you wanted to get your face with it sticking out your with tongue my- sticking out I'm thinking that's the only logical place where you would want it to be if his tongue was sticking out on his butt right there yeah well there's only I mean why would he put that on his chest I know it's right there unless it's butt. a snake or something yeah. ew no so anyway <laughs> Then, Slithery sneak all right, so this weekend I officiated over my uncle and his new bride's wedding. Yep, which, yep. That was today. That was today. And so <coughs> earlier in the week, now my uncle asked me to do this a couple months ago, and I agreed to do it. And earlier in the week, he called me and said he needed to see me. And I was like, okay. So I came over on Thursday. And he proceeded to ask me what my religion was. He just said, you know, we, we had never asked you. And so we were we were curious. And I looked at him and I said, what is this about the ceremony? And he said, yeah. And I said, oh, well, you guys are Christian. So you're getting a Christian ceremony. And he was like, oh, OK. And I said, why did grandmother say something? Because he lives with my grandmother. I said, did grandmother say something weird about me? And he said, no, it was your Aunt Tony. Um, he said that my Aunt Tony said that I had some weird religion and that I went by a weird name like Reverend and that it started with an S. And I was like, 
okay so i thought well maybe it was sushi and i was i said well did she say sushi and they said well maybe and i said well that he goes what is that and i go that's my gaming name that's the name i use in playing video games and you know and other things i log on to things and obviously it's my name on the show ashley madison no not ashley <laughs> madison <laughs> adult <So> friend finder <laughs> so anyway uh i was like thinking back on when i would have used an s name and they were unsure about sushi and then i said was it Shazam? And they said, yes, it was Shazam. And I went, oh, my gosh. So back when everybody was using MySpace, back, you know, in the dinosaur era, um, I had posted that my name was Shazam because my friend Mike used to call me Shazam all the time. And so in that process, I had also become ordained. So... I thought it would be hilarious to call myself Reverend Shazam. And the music changes all the time. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so when that happened, you know, I, I left it on my MySpace and then we moved, we, you know, migrated over to Facebook. So I didn't go by Reverend Shazam after that. I just went by my name because they won't let you have a weird name on Facebook. So anyway, Aunt Tony tells him, that I have a weird religion and I go by that name. And I said, you know what, Uncle Danny? I said, you tell her that I do go by Reverend Shazam. And you tell her that I'm going to dress funny and make up whatever you want to. And I will go along with it. And he said, sounds like a plan. So he tells her that I'm a part of the Ebenezer Broadlight West Alliance Church and that I'm going to wear this weird sequin thing and he's he tells her he's really worried and he asked her to talk to me for him. Who? Who this, said this? This is what Uncle Danny told Aunt Tony. That you were going to wear sequins. Yeah, a weird sequin thing. Was he joking? He was telling her because we were trying to trick her. Ah. So I got my hair done on Saturday and I walked into her salon because she does hair. And... Uh, immediately when I walked in, Aunt Tony started bombarding me with questions, and I was like, she thought I was playing a joke on Uncle Danny because she lied to him in the beginning, and she knew she lied. So that's the only reason she would think that we were playing a joke. And Sorry, so I was playing a deck of cards back here. I'll be quiet. <laughs> that, that won't show up on the feed. So I was like, okay, Aunt I got confused and I just dropped it. I was going to say something like, man, I'm so glad it's close to Halloween because I'm going to get a perfect outfit. But I didn't even get to say that because she bombarded me with weirdness. And so I was done. So anyway, coming in uh, today, you know, I, I did my whole ordained thing. And we're sitting around the table eating and he calls her out in front of mom, in front of me, in front of Deborah. Uncomfortable. It was very. Yeah. And Aunt Tony I was, was not here for that. She was stuck in the corner. She couldn't get past some people. So she's stuck standing right next to him. And she's like, I'm in a corner. I got to get out of here. I can't handle it. Because she got busted in her fibs. Mm. <laughs> you know, and I, and I really did not mean to jump on her bandwagon this afternoon. And then when I ended up, she, you know that that awkward fist bump she tried to throw at me. Yeah. And I was, I just didn't return it because I was what? like, I oh, felt this is about the clock, the clock kid. 
and uh, oh. when I jumped on her side of the point, I didn't really realize what I was doing because I had just come out of the bathroom. I wasn't part of the conversation. And when she was like, that's what I'm saying, she throws me the fist bump. I was like, oh, I just turned to the side of evil. I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's the side of conspiracy theories. Oh, no. Yeah. Mm. I need to run away. <laughs> run away. And don't look back. There's nothing wrong with conspiracy theories as long as you don't take them too seriously. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that was my story for this weekend. And that is why I'm exhausted because I was out till 1 o'clock in the morning with Matt. And the birds did not let me sleep in. So it was 7 o'clock this morning. Yeah, you, know you fix that? Kill them and Set eat them. Set them free. I'm not doing that. Set them free. Yeah, there's enough uh, wild cats in the neighborhood. There'll be lunch for somebody. Yeah, I don't want my birds set free. I've had them forever. Birds oversleep. Uh, I could just put them. I could put them in the laundry room on the weekends. That way, I don't have to hear them. Okay, they're your birds. You can do whatever you want with them. I don't know. Why don't you pull your car in the garage and just put them in the car? <laughs> that is, re- my car is in the garage. No, it's not. Yeah, I parked it is. behind it. That's Markham's car. Oh my god! <laughs> How many times has he driven that car? Zero. He's, he's been in it. How many times? How many times has he drove? He doesn't the have car? a permit yet. So we're working on it. He hasn't taken ownership, so therefore it's not his. It's car. his. Whatever. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you want me to go into stories? Well, of course, you have some, don't you? I do. So okay. we're gonna do two regular stories, and then I'm gonna read five ghost stories. <laughs> I might enjoy that. Yeah, you would. So my first story is... Uh, speaking of, um, I've decided what I'm going to get you for Christmas. What? You're spoiling this? Yes. I'm going to get you a strap-on for I don't. For I Matt. don't want that. No, no, you can have a strap-on. You can no, do him. No, yeah. no. Yeah. No. You can be You can be in charge. Put the chains on him. No. No, yeah. I don't want to do that. I don't want I don't want her to do that either. I've already done that. Yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you ever walk down a path and realize you really, really didn't want to walk down that path, and then, then we don't, we'll yep. just not talk about it. That's right. why you want me to get more drunky. No, I don't. Mm. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> again. Okay, moving on. <laughs> New stories. <laughs> Tell your damn stories. Neighbor sent letter asking to taste family's delicious kids. Cop says. Gingerbread kids. I don't know. Police in Minnesota say a local woman expressed her irritation with neighborhood kids by sending their sending. Oh, grammarification errors. Just push through it. Push through it. By sending home a letter inquiring if she could taste the children. The recipients, a family in the town of Champlin, with. Two elementary school kids say they received the anonymous letter on September the 27th. The full text read, The children look delicious. May I have a taste? The next day, a woman who received the letter posted an incensed response on a community Facebook page group, informing the sender that the answer was a definite no. Here's here's what she sent. To the individual who sent this letter, the answer is no. No, you may not have my children in any way, shape, or form. And beyond anything physical, you may not rob them of the security and comfort they feel. 
the trust they have in other people or the joy they experience on a daily basis because of who they are. That's you right. do not have the right to try to steal this from them by sending an anonymous letter trying to rip their world apart. I will not let that happen. What you may do, since you were so formal in your letter to ask, is you may turn yourself into the police or you may seek help for your sexual and or homicidal urges. Either way, the children of this community are off limits. Shortly, shortly thereafter, shortly, 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 shortly <laughs> thereafter, the family started getting magazine subscriptions addressed to your tasty children, according to the local news station. Uh. Champlin police say neighbor Carrie Pernula, 38, admitted that she was behind the letter and the address labels. Deputy Police Chief Ty Schmidt indicated that Pernula was motivated by neighborly gripes. She was angry because the kids were leaving things in her yard and I think being a little noisy, being kids the way kids are. Pernula was arrested Friday but was released on Monday. Schmidt told the Huffington Post that she's been charged with stalking and disorderly conduct. Her attorney, Debbie, Debbie Lang, told the AP the incident was an unfortunate and complicated situation for everyone involved. Damn. That's taking it just a little too far, even if you, you are fed up with the nuisance that some of the Why neighborhood did? kids are bringing up. Why can't right? she just stay on her porch and say, Cute kids, get off my lawn! Because that wouldn't be very effective. But telling their parents that she would like to taste her delicious-looking children gets a point across. And that point is, I'm a homicidal maniac who exactly. may molest her off my lawn. children. So get the hell off my lawn. Okay. Damn. All right. I would put a sign on my pole that says, get off my lawn, I have a gun, and I shoot children. That's, that's a little excessive, though, don't you, Kenneth? The, the position isn't that of that sign? Why would you want to put it on your pole? Whoa. Couldn't you like put it on your front door or something? Whoa. Whoa. Well, they may not see it from the door, but if you know they see it on my pole, is that where we're going with that? Yeah. Yes. No. I'm talking about the... Usually there's a mailbox. Oh, that pole. Okay. Or a light. I thought, you're taking light. The, I thought you were taking your message to a way totally new extreme. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> That guy. This guy. That guy. <laughs> Naked Oregon burglar crawls into bed with couple and discovers man has a gun. All oh, right. Not a penis, a gun. <laughs> An hey, is that a gun or are you happy for me to be in bed with you and your wife? <laughs> An Oregon man was arrested Why Thursday. Why does this penis feel so cold? <laughs> <laughs> That's long, smooth, and steel-like. An Oregon man was arrested Thursday after he broke into a Portland home, stripped naked, crawled into bed with the couple who lived there, and kissed the man who turned out to have a gun, police said. Richard Dean DeFutis, 32, was held on a $310,000 bail in Multnomah County Jail pending arraignment Friday on charges of first and second degree burglary, first degree sex abuse, and unlawful use of a weapon. An incident report says DeFutis broke into the home about 3.40 a.m. That's 6.40 a.m. Eastern. That doesn't make sense. Thursday and began gathering items of value. He then removed all of his clothes and climbed into bed with the unidentified man and woman who lived there and for some reason kissed the man, it says. The man woke up to find the burglar sitting on top of him holding a knife, police said. 
When the man pulled a gun, the burglar hurriedly put down his pants and fled, chased by the now fully awake man who fired three shots but missed, according to the report. The feudist, who has an extensive arrest record in Oregon and California, was arrested in a vacant house nearby and was treated at a hospital for possible drug-related symptoms, police said. Yeah, it just surprised me. Yeah, drugs. The victims who weren't identified aren't expected to face any charges, police said. I'm, I'm sorry, but if I wake up and there's a naked man on top of me with a knife, I, I'm surprised the guy had enough of his brains left to grab a gun because I would be completely flabbergasted. Yeah. Why is this guy naked on top of me with a knife? I, I don't even know how I would feel if that happened. I mean... And how the hell did he get a gun? Maybe it's under his pillow. Some people sleep with one under their pillow. Maybe that's yep. what it was. He's like, oh, you got a knife? Guess what I got? You can stab me, but I will make sure I shoot you. I just have this nasty thought of his wiener touching my leg, and I just I'd be like, ah, get off me. What yeah, is I don't that? Stab thing? me or do something. Just get off. <laughs> <laughs> get off me. Get off me. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot to tell that. Oh, yeah. I did forget that. Oh, you mean when we, we were at your no, just <laughs> grandmother's now. house? No, just now. Oh, okay. Maybe you should do that to Matt. That'd be funny. What? Not, hit the knock-knock yeah. joke? Yeah, do the knock-knock right now. All right, uh, Matt. Knock-knock. Oh. Who's there? Get on me! <laughs> See? Right now? <laughs> In front of all these people? Whatever. Shut up. Don't oh. get on me, though, especially with a knife. <laughs> don't touch my leg with your wiener. Nope. Ew. You don't have to worry about that. Especially if it's sweaty. Seth tried to grab my grab my junk last night, by the way. He did grab your junk. I watched him. I know. And I called him a faggot. He didn't try. He did. <laughs> He's not a faggot. He I, I have a friend. junk was like. I would go out with this friend all the time, and if I'm walking just slightly behind him, he likes to reach his hand back and lift up my junk. <laughs> and it's enough to just give you that little shock of like, what the... What? <laughs> Some man touched my wiener. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! That's when you know you're close. You touch your friend's wiener, and it's okay. Yeah, in my in my, and on a, I'm in public, so I'm trying to play it cool. So I'm like, hey, hey, baby, oh God, <laughs> I touched my junk. I'm gonna go to the bathroom, sit in the corner, and burn my clothes, and rock myself. <laughs> rock myself to sleep. We're okay. back to sanity. Alrighty, so are we ready for the ghost stories? Could you kind of jack that music up a little? I will jack If you can. <laughs> oh, I can, and I will. There's some jacking going on. Okay, so this is our Halloween special, and I have five true paranormal experience ghost stories. Yay. Okay. My first one was submitted by Stephen SRD1. This is one of those stories that has proof, or rather lack of proof, which is the proof. Just listen further to understand. Also, this is one of those stories that makes one wonder just who is the ghost here. Given all the paranormal strange things me and my family have experienced over the years, but there has never been proof until now, even though it's really a lack of proof, here the that proves something is very weird that's going on. So let's begin the story. I sat up my sunny, my Sony handheld camcorder on a wall-mounted shelf facing the door. This is all the way on the other side of the room, by the way, so it's set to record and facing my door. 
No idea why I really did this. I just like to record sometimes at random times of random things. So after I set up the recorder, I went out of my room by opening that door and closing it behind me that the cam is pointed at. Since my daughter had said she wanted to go to the store to get some drinks, I said to her, are you ready to go? But she said, no, not yet. Then she she said she needed time to get ready. I said, okay, just let me know when you're ready to go. I went back to my room, opened the door, closed it, and sat at my computer to watch a movie I had saved. I watched maybe three to five minutes with the sound turned up on the movie. By the way, my Sony camcorder recorded sound as well as video. I then turned the movie off, went back to my door, opened it, and went out, closed it, and walked to my daughter's room just as she was coming in her other door. Her room has two doors. She said someone is at the front door. I said, who? She said, I don't know, a man. I thought it must be the man coming to fix our internet, given the internet and phone had went off the night before and we called it in. I went to the front door. What? Sorry, I'm not going to ruin it. Go on. And he said he needed to see the battery box to our fiber optics, which, by the way, is in my room. We went to my room. I opened the door. We went in. I closed the door since my electric wall heater was on. He looked at the box and its green light was on and he said, well, that looks okay. And we left the room the same way, went outside and he looked at the fiber optics box on the outside. And then after a bit of checking it with meter, he said, it's getting no power from the inside battery box. We went back in, back into my room through the same door and he took the battery fiber optics box apart and said it's not working right and that he needed to replace it. We left my room, went back outside, and he went to his truck to get a new box. Okay, I'm not reading all that crap. I'm going to read down here. <sighs> Let's see. So apparently they went in and out. Me and my daughter went to the store shortly after all of this, and by the time we got back, my camera recorder's battery had died as it was still filming. I took the recorder and put it on charge, then copied the video from the camera recorder to my computer and started playing it. It showed it had filmed 37 minutes until it stopped because the battery had drained. But as I watched the 37 minutes of video, all I see is my door. No one is coming in my door, nor going out of it. I hear my fish bubbler running in my aquarium on the video. I see my pants hanging on the wall as one leg is in the video and it's moving since I had my fans on. I even hear in the video my electric wall heater cutting on and off at times as it makes loud racketing from the fan on it. But there is no one, no people, no person going in or out of my door. There is no way this could have been recorded all the time I went in and out of my room along with the phone repair guy who put a new fiber optics battery backup box in my room to replace the old one. So how could no one show up in the video? Nothing by my door. I have no idea, but this is a true story and I have the video to prove it. Or rather, if you prefer, the video has no proof that proves it because it should have recorded me and the repairman going in and out of my room several times. I even remember one time while he went to his truck to get something, I left the door open as I went to the bathroom to take a quick pee. But as I said, no people are on the video. Just my door and the sound of my aquarium bubbler doing its thing and sounds of the wall heater coming off and on. So you tell me, who is the ghost here? 
It makes me wonder sometimes. Hmm. <laughs> All right. The next one is called The Black Pictures. It was submitted by... That's if racist. If M. If Moo. Submit where you're reading is from Reddit? No. Okay. Okay. I have a sleepwalking problem. I do a lot of weird things in my sleep, which is not usually a problem until one night. I suddenly woke up about 4 a.m. and in a sleepwalking state, I went on my phone. My phone had Snapchat open as I used it right before I went to bed, and I took a picture of the darkness of my room. Then I fell back asleep. After about an hour, I wake up and look at my phone. It still had the picture of darkness on it. For some odd reason, I put a black and white filter on the photo, but what happened utterly shocked me. I saw what looked like a person standing at the end of my bed. Charlie Murphy. <laughs> Sorry, I can resist. I asked what my family and friends I asked what my family and friends thought of it. They doubted it and said it was a picture of a chair, but I was sure it was something else. The next night, I wanted to try to get more proof, so at around 11 p.m., I went to sleep, laid down in my bed. I started talking into the darkness and said, I know someone is here. I want to know who you are and what you're doing here. If you're here, show me. Stand by my closet and I'll see you. I won't be scared. My bed faces directly towards the closet. I took out my phone, opened Snapchat, and took a picture of the darkness. I hesitated to put the filter on. When I did, I saw a very clear face right next to the camera that looked angry. You could easily see eyes and a big nose and cornrows. Scared, I slowly got up and left the room and bolted upstairs to show my parents. And they didn't believe me still. I accepted that. They wouldn't believe me no matter what. The last incident that happened was when my family was on vacation and my brother and his girlfriend were homesitting for us. It was about midnight and my brother's girlfriend was getting back from work. The room they were staying in was right next to my room. As she walked down the hall, she saw a tall woman standing in my room right next to my bed. She shut the door and immediately called my brother and told him to come home. Still to this day, I sleep in that room and there isn't a day that I don't think about it. I've tried to get the balls to summon it, him, them, but I never can pull it off. Mm. All right. I summoned to get the balls, but I can never pull them off. <laughs> Why would you want to pull your balls off, then? I don't know. Why would there be Bob Marley? Unless you're Bruce Jenner. <laughs> <laughs> Why would Bob Marley be standing at the end of my bed? My next story Charlie is Murphy. called Someone Else's Memory by Mr. Monty. I had a dog named Monty. I like Monty Python. Yep, that's why I named him after. I am not really sure where this fits in. Not sure it, it if there is anything ghostly about it, but it is definitely paranormal. I would begin by saying I have a regular medical exams and nothing unusual has appeared in any tests. And I am in reasonable health, but this is something that is just so strange. I just wanted to see if anyone had any ideas on the subject. It all started about five years ago. I was on a train headed up to Portland, Maine, just looking out the window at the passing landscape when I must have drifted off or something. 
because I started to remember working with a co-worker that I knew quite well on some type of inventory for the office. The problem was, I had never worked in that office and really didn't know the other worker at all. Had never seen the person before in all of my life. I snapped out of the memory with a kind of vertigo. It was like I had viewed someone else's memory. I've had a few other incidents of the same kind, but they've all seemed to be rather mundane memories, nothing out of the ordinary. When these incidents start, started, they happened about every couple of weeks, but they have come less frequently. The last happened about three months ago. That's what she said. They seem to happen <laughs> when I am a passenger, never as a driver, thankfully, and always leave me with a sense of vertigo, so maybe there's some type of motion sickness involved, but that is something I don't usually get. Has anyone heard of anything like this? If it wasn't just mundane memories I've been experiencing, I could put it down to an overactive imagination. But why would you imagine something quite ordinary? Any ideas of what these incidents are all about? Will they? Can they be stopped? I know I'm usually quite sane, but these just get to me. If anyone can offer an explanation, I would appreciate it. Psychosomatic? Possibly. I can sing. This one is called... How many have I read? One, two, three. Okay, three. I'm on my fourth one. Ooh. This one is called Tall, Dark, and Scary. That's what she said. Slenderman? This is by KK3313. My story takes place in a small town in Nevada, Nevada called Nevada? Tonopah. My story is 100% real and I wouldn't lie to you. I just thought you may like to hear this story. Tonopah is a small town in the middle of the desert. It was very prevalent with gold black in the old days. But as soon as it was mined out and the gold seekers continued west, the population went down to maybe a thousand. My mother, sister, and I moved there in 2002 after our parents divorced. We moved into an apartment complex and my mother was the night auditor at the Ramada Inn. My mother was very depressed from the divorce and took her old ways of partying and using, took to her old ways of partying and using. Without adult supervision, my older sister became pretty wild too. My mother and sister began to fight so badly that at times it turned physical. So she went to live with my dad in Reno, Nevada. Nevada. Also, Alice left. My mother still worked the graveyard shift until 2 a.m. and even then sometimes she wouldn't come home. She would be out with friends until the next day, so I was left alone a lot. That's when all the paranormal incidences started to happen. I don't believe the p apartment was haunted. I believe all the bad things happening and the depression invited something dark into our lives. Darkness likes darkness. Anyway, the first thing that started happening was the intense feeling of being watched. It didn't matter if it was day or night. You were being watched, and not only from within the room, it also felt like there was some, there were things outside watching you through the windows. This became so uncomfortable to me, my mother and I switched rooms. It didn't help. I still felt like I was being watched. So, I started sleeping on the couch, which was right by the front door. So, if I needed to escape qu quickly, I could. Well, one day, I was walking from the couch to the kitchen to fix myself something to eat. And to my right was a hallway. And at the end of the, was a bathroom, with my mother's room to the left and mine was on the right. 
While I was walking to the kitchen, I couldn't help but look down the hallway, and when I did, I saw a huge dark figure run from my mother's room into my room. It didn't really run, more like hovered. It did not touch the floor, but it was very, very dark. And that's why I say it ran. It was also tall enough to touch the ceiling with the top of its head, and it was very dark. I could not see through it at all. Well, me being 9 or 10 was totally freaked out. I began losing sleep, and the only time I would sleep is when I went to visit my mom at work. I would literally sleep at her feet behind her desk at work. My mother did start to worry about me, and she said she felt the watching eye as well, but she had to work to keep the bread on the table, and the only relief she could offer was tell, to tell me to come to her work. Well, one day, I invited a friend over so I wouldn't be so scared. But when she came over, she started feeling creeped out, so we stood on the porch and talked. As we were talking, we could hear someone coming from behind the apartment. There were leaves on the ground. We could hear them getting closer. People used to walk by all the time, so we weren't scared. But as the sound of the steps got closer and closer, we realized no one was there. And we actually saw the leaves being pressed down in the shape of a foot, but there was no body. And the steps were coming right for us. So we screamed our heads off and ran into her house. Then the last incident that happened to me in that apartment was one time I was laying down to go to bed in my bedroom. I wanted to sleep, but I couldn't. I felt very strong that someone was watching me and I felt they were looming over me. So I turned my back to it, put the covers over my head. Then I felt pressure on the bed like someone got into the bed with me and it whispered something in my ear. But it was very quick in a whisper so I couldn't tell if it said my name Kayla or wake up. It was in a woman's voice. I was all alone, frozen in fear, and eventually I fell asleep. A few months later we moved, not out of town, but away from those apartments. The end. wonder if there was that guy from Oregon. We stripped naked and held up that guy at, gun at knife point. That's what it was. He was like, wake up. I got a knife. Okay. And my, a penis. My last one is called Old Uncle Albert by Hunter of Ghost. This sounds perverted already. Oh, yeah. Oh, this one's long, too. Mm. That's what she mm. said. So read it faster. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> All right. When I was 25. Hold on, sir. What is up with your dog? He is like. Do I, I don't know. I'm wondering if it's me reading these stories. He, he's very anxious. And maybe he has to go outside. Steiner, you need to go outside? You need to go outside? Person to be unnamed, to remain unnamed, will you please let our dog outside? Amber. We let. The scary music is still calling. The story must go on. All right. The story. Here we go, old Uncle Albert. Old as Uncle Albert. When I was 25, my father passed away suddenly. My siblings and I were all adults and living on our own. My parents still lived in the place where all of us were raised when my father passed. It was way back in the country and about a 30 or 45 minute drive from town. My mother didn't drive as she had never learned to, so now she was living on her own and decided she would move closer to town. 
So she found a place in walking distance of everything she needed. All of us kids helped as much as possible when she needed to go somewhere, but she liked the idea that she could walk to the store whenever she wanted. Some kind of independence for her, I suppose. After she lived there for a little while, I moved across the street from her. I felt better knowing I could keep an eye on her, and I lived by myself, so we hung out a lot. On my nights off from work, I would go over and we would just talk or watch movies, just spending time. One night, while hanging out, we got on the subject of paranormal things. I asked her if she'd ever experienced anything growing up that she couldn't explain or that she thought may have been a ghost. Anything of that nature. She started to tell me stories about her great Uncle Albert. She was a child and he was much older. Family talked and she heard that Uncle Albert was crazy. He was mean and something was wrong with him. She was confused as to why they would say that. She liked Uncle Albert. He was fun when he was around. Played with the kids and the family. Her and her sister and a few of her cousins all around the same age liked to go around where Uncle Albert was. At the time, when all the children were so young, they didn't realize that the things Uncle Albert did were not things everyone else could do. It wasn't scary to them. They had fun with him. She went on to tell me that their fam their, when family members would say these bad things about Uncle Albert, they would also say he had what I can only assume was a term used either by only her family or back in the old days, as I had never heard of it before. A rapping spirit. Of course, as young children, they didn't know what that meant. While I was already getting a little creeped out, I still had to ask what kind of things he would do that caused the family to label him as they did. Uncle Albert wasn't married, and since his parents had passed, his younger sister Alice had taken over the mother role for him and made sure he was taken care of, even in their older age. So they would have to get togethers at Aunt Alice's house. And my mother told me about how when they were small children, Uncle Albert would pick them all up and place them on the kitchen table in the house of Aunt Alice. While they sat there, Uncle Albert would wave his hands around the table and would begin to what she described as dance around. The kids would laugh and try to hang on to each other. To them, it was a fun ride and nothing they thought to be strange. The adults, however, didn't like it and would yell at him to stop that nonsense. I thought, well, maybe he could just maneuver the table somehow, and to the young kids, it was magic. Then she told me another story. While she was a little older, too big for a ride on the kitchen table, she sat next to her mother as Aunt Alice told her mother, gra my grandmother, how she was so upset with Uncle Albert for something he had done the day before. Aunt Alice was washing laundry, not a task back then that was easy as it is for us now. When Uncle Albert came in and asked her to make him some chicken and dumplings, Aunt Alice was busy and told him she couldn't do it. He kept insisting she stop what she was doing and cook for him. And he told, I'll go kill and clean a chicken for you and you can make me some. Repeating her answer of no, he got upset with her and said, fine. He opened the front door and stormed into the yard. As Aunt Alice peeked outside to see what he was going to do, this is what she saw. He walked out into the yard, outstretched his arms, and waved his hands slowly from one side to the other. As he dropped his arms, every chicken Aunt Alice had roaming in her yard dropped dead. The last thing she told me kept me from going home that night. Maybe she wanted to scare me so I would spend the night. I don't know. 
But if so, she sure knew the trick to make it that happen. She was much older now, one of her cousins a few years older than her, but one that used to take the kitchen table rides with her as youngsters had gotten married. Soon she was pregnant and so very happy. The day came for the baby to be born. She went into labor and everything seemed to be going good. The baby was finally born, but things weren't as good as to be expected. The baby was stillborn. As soon as the doctor realized this, he gave the little girl to a nurse and rushed her out of the room. He then explained to this new mother that the baby had not made it through delivery. Her husband, the father, demanded his wife not see her baby dead. She asked a few times, but nurses would make excuses. She fell into a very deep depression. She told my mom and other family members that she didn't know what bothered her more, the fact that the baby had died or that she never got to see what she looked like. By this time, Aunt Alice and Uncle Albert were much older. Family talked of how old age had only made Uncle Albert even more mean, doing things they could not believe anyone would ever do. Once while vis visiting Aunt Alice, my grandmother and my mother said she saw Uncle Albert do one of the meanest and scariest things she could ever recall ever seeing. My mother's cousin had also come with her mother to visit Aunt Alice. They were all sitting around talking about the baby when Uncle Albert came in. He sat and listened to the ladies talking for a bit when he jumped in the conversation. You want to see what your baby looks like, he asked. Everyone grew nervous but des desperate, she answered with a yes. Uncle Albert went into the other room and brought out a small chest, a piece of paper, and something to write with. He placed the paper and pencil in the chest and closed it. He waved his hand over the chest and it started to dance around just like the kitchen table had when they were kids. When he dropped his hands, he told her to open the chest and pull out the paper. On the paper would be a drawing of her baby girl, and then she would be able to finally see what she looked like. She opened the chest, pulled out the paper, and looked at it. She soon dropped the paper, screamed, and started crying. Uncle Albert started to laugh as he got up and walked out the door. When my grandmother picked it up and looked to see what was drawn on the paper, her first reaction was, Oh my Lord. The ladies passed around the paper and were equally shocked. My mother said when she looked at it, she was immediately terrified. It bothered her for years after that she would never, she never went back over to Aunt Alice's again. What was it? I asked. At the time, she said, I would have described it as the devil, but now I would say if it wasn't the devil, it was for sure a demon. I don't know what was up with Uncle Albert, how he did the things he did or why, but I do know the story scared the hell out of me, and I didn't stay at my place alone for about a week. Crazy. Why didn't the aunt just get up and leave that grouchy old ass? I don't know. Those were some interesting stories. Though you gotta you gotta consider one thing though. I think it would have been more believable if the dude raised up his arms and all his chickens died. Because he would have had like extremely bad BO. Ah You know what time it is? Well, not cricket time. It is cricket time. Time to fade out that music too. Scary stories are over. Alright, we'll do this. All I right. like that music though. Very ambient. Ambient appropriateness. Are we gonna play Stump the Rubber Tuner, or do you think that we're we've gone over an hour already? So. Okay, we don't have to play it tonight. Yeah, it's Halloween. It is. Or will be by the time we 
go again. Actually, it'll be over. Yeah. I don't see why we don't play this music during our outro. I think that'd be awesome. Yes. Yeah, so let's call an end to this debacle once again. This very scary debacle. Go out. Go out with a scary voice. Let's call an end to this debacle for the week. If you have any trivia, send them to Special K at RobotunerPodcast.com. If you have any news stories, send them to Sushi, S-I-U-X-S-H-I, at RobotunerPodcast.com. If you are local to the DFW area or would like to join us as a guest via Skype, you can email me, FujiRobotuner which is Fujiwa F-U-J-I-W-A-H at RoboTunerPodcast.com You may follow us on Facebook on Twitter at RoboTunerIP You may also leave us a voicemail by dialing 682-325-1696 We would also request that you follow these other local podcasters that we support the Jerry Jonestown Massacre Funky Town Podcast Rockin' Dudes Retro Warriors Trade Paper Hacks Tyree Radio The Intoxicated Gamer and Raise a Glass Podcast We appreciate your support and your listening this week. We shall see you again after All Hallows Eve. Red Pants. Send all praises, critiques, and death threats to Fujiwa at RoboTunerPodcast.com. That's F-U-J-I-W-A-H at RoboTunerPodcast.com. Copyright 2015, Fujiwa Entertainment. All rights reserved.